What's good, Raider Nation? How y'all doing today? Look, before we get into everything, before we start talking about everything that's going down, first and foremost, shout out to the Raiders, man. They're putting in work. You know, we got 16 days until training camp starts. That's 16 days before the players are out there, two days in Henderson, lighting it up on the field, getting ready, putting in the work that they need to do to go out and win a championship this year. That's right. I think that that's the biggest thing. We've been talking about championships every year. I mean, for me, I've been a Raider fan for 38 years. For as long as I could talk, I'm saying the Raiders are winning the championship. I'm going to say that every year. And one year it's going to come, it's going to happen. It's going to come down. But this team, and I talked about it on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, this team is a team that has been putting in the work. This is a team that has been putting in the time, the studies, the time in the weight room, you know, getting themselves together, showing up to OTA, showing up to mini camps, showing up to make sure that this team is firing on all cylinders. I'm excited about Gus Bradley. I'm excited about what he brings to this young defense, this young secondary full of dogs that he's brought in. You know, Jonathan Abram playing in that box role, a role that's more, more conducive to what he does, playing, playing to his strengths, playing to these players' strengths, See Max Crosby, 16 months sober. Shout out to Max, man. And to see the work that he's put in in this offseason, I'm excited about him. Yannick Ngakwe, Clee Farrell. Clee's been putting on weight. I think Clee's going to move a little bit inside, play that three technique. Him and Solly Thomas are going to, you know, go in there and light some things up. And then Jonathan Hankins, you know, holding it down at the zero. That nose guard, you don't know how important it is to have a nose guard at that position. That changes the game for everything. So, you know, I'm excited about what these guys are going to do and what they're talking about. Um, obviously, as we get into camp, as we get into, you know, closer to the preseason, as season goes, we'll have more updates. We'll have more things to talk about. But right now, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And somebody, you know, with the Hall of Fame coming up, with Hall of Fame weekend right around the corner, this is something that I wanted to, to take a time to shine some light on. You got Cliff Branch, a uh, player who, you know, has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame yet. Uh, he's, you know, in my opinion, and in many people's opinion, three decades too late. Um, I think that, you know, we look at, you know, Coach Flores finally get a, got in uh, and, you know, Kenny Stabler was put in posthumously. We didn't want to see that for Cliff, but that's, look, I mean, that's what's going to happen. I think that Cliff will get in hopefully next year, but Cliff should have been in. And the reason I'm talking about Cliff is because, the other day, Justin Simmons put out a tweet saying that, you know, Demarius Thomas was an underrated wide receiver. And Demarius Thomas was an underrated wide receiver. Demarius Thomas also played four years with Peyton Manning and had probably the best four years of his career and then fell off into obscurity. I think that, you know, people will talk about underrated and they, they throw that term around almost as loosely as they throw around the term GOAT. And I think that that underrated term is something that, we, we need to look at because we're quick to say overrated, we're quick to say underrated, we're quick to say GOAT, but we're not quick to understand the meaning. Now, obviously, when we talk about GOATs at quarterback, 
Tom Brady and Joe Montana are right up at top. But when people sit there and call Patrick Mahomes a, a GOAT, he's won one Super Bowl. He's only been in the league for a handful of years. He's not a GOAT. He, he may be. He may very well be down the road, but he's not a GOAT yet. You know, we look at guys like Lamar Jackson. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. You can't consider him a GOAT because by that, by that logic, well, then Trent Dilfer would be a GOAT. Or Joe Flacco with his elite quarterbacking ability. He would be a GOAT. So those are the things that we look at. But when we look at over or we look at underrated, let's look at Cliff Branch. 14 years in the league. Drafted in the fourth round out of Colorado. Played 14 seasons with the, with the silver and black. Played 14 seasons as a Raider. Won three Super Bowls. Came up big in all three Super Bowls. His postseason stats alone blow some players' stats during regular season out of the water. He was a machine in the postseason, five touchdowns. And then we talk about, you know, Bleacher Report Gridiron sent out a tweet saying, who is the most underrated wide receiver of all time? I start seeing quote tweets, Andre Reed, Marvin Harrison, Sterling Sharp was one of them as well. Randy Moss. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. Um, and those are the things that we look at. Now, all those players that were aforementioned, they're all in the Hall of Fame. All of them. <laughs> I mean, all of them. The only one that's not in the Hall of Fame is Cliff Branch. Cliff Branch has more Super Bowl wins. He has more postseason touchdowns, I think, uh, except for maybe Randy Moss. More postseason touchdowns, more Super Bowl touchdowns, and obviously his longevity. You know, we look at what Cliff Branch did. He revolutionized the game, of wide, especially at the wide receiver, wide receiver position. You know, you look at Cliff Branch, and he's the reason why you have a Henry Ruggs. He's the reason why you have a Tyreek Hill. He's the reason why there's smaller, speedy receivers. You know, 5'11", Cliff Branch was one of the fastest guys on the field for a long time. And that's why I loved him. He was fast. He was elusive. He was quick. And his hands were amazing. You look at the end zone of, of Raider stadiums, and there was a speed kills 21 sign. You know, the Raiders have tried to duplicate that with Henry Ruggs, and I think Henry's going to be a dog. We seen, we saw flashes of Henry last year and what Henry can do, and I think Henry's going to, you know, really connect with Derek Carr in his second year. I think that, you know, working with Derek Carr in the offseason, you, you build that trust, you build that continuity, you build some excitement. I think these guys are going to put on a show this year. But we look at Cliff Branch. We're talking about Cliff. And how Cliff has been grossly underrated, not only by his peers, but by fans of football, not by Raider fans, because Raider fans know what we had in Cliff. Raider fans know what we had in a lot of players. Todd Christensen, Jim Plunkett, Cliff Branch, Greg Townsend. Those are all players that have been grossly underrated. Don't get the recognition they deserve in the National Football League. Now, of course, we can sit there and whine and pout about it and say, oh, it's a Raider bias. It's a Raider bias. It is a Raider bias. But at the same time, nobody else is out there making that noise. So the Raider fans have to make that noise. That's something in and, itself, in and of itself, right? Where, yeah, Raider fans got to go out and make that noise. But at the same time, the noise needs to be heard. When you have a guy like Cliff Branch, who should have been in the Hall of Fame, like I said, 30 years ago, you got guys like Andre Reed, Lynn Swan, who are in the, the Hall of Fame, not taking anything away from them. But Cliff is 
twice the receiver that they ever will be, that they ever were. Cliff deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. And I, ex- I expect Cliff to get in there next year. I do. I really do. And I'm excited about the Hall this year. Obviously, Coach Flores is getting in. I'm going out with my dad. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to get into, you know, some, some cool Raider stuff, some, some events, um, get to connect with Raider fans out there. My first time in Canton, I'm going to be able to go out and see what's going on in Canton. So I'm, I'm really excited about that and what's going on. But, you know, I, I would much rather – I can't wait to hear Cliff Branch's name called for the Hall of Fame. And let's let, let's really look at that. Let's look at, you know, the underrated portion of it. Check out the article that I wrote by Joe's blog, baby. Um, you can find it in my link, my profile link. Uh, it's it's available there. It's a good little quick read. It's It, you know, kind of breaks things down for you, but it, it tells you a little bit about that. So Raider Nation, this is a time right now where I'd like for you to take a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, Make sure you go, you leave me a five-star review. If you're feeling froggy, go ahead and, and actually write a review. That's the way I get feedback. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you drop something in the comments, you hit that thumbs up button, and you're hitting those notifications. I want to make sure that you guys know when I'm dropping these. I'm dropping a lot more as season goes. You know that I've been having some great guests on. I've got more guests coming. I know that I got some great feedback from the Rival Series, and I've got some really dope rivals lined up uh obviously don't want to drop any names until we have the episode a lot of things that are going to be really exciting about it so i'm I'm fired up about that but raider nation also i want to hear from you guys what are your thoughts what are your what are your thoughts expects expectations about this season you know i think that it's about that time in the off season where we do a mailbag and i'd like for you guys to drop your questions drop your questions drop your comments drop your thoughts of what you think the raiders should do this year are the raiders a Super Bowl bound team? Are the Raiders a playoff team? Or do you think that the Raiders are going to fall on their face again? Because obviously there's all types of fans, right? There's the highly optimistic, there's the realistic, and then there's the incredibly pessimistic that like to pose as realistic. No, I'm realistic. Raiders are going to go 0-17. No, that's not realistic. That's pessimistic. Pessimistic is all hell, and you're just angry and pissed off. I get it. You're jaded. I get it. I also understand that there's Raider fans that think that we're going to go 17 and 0, or I'm sorry, 20 and 0, uh, because there's 17 games and then you have the post game postseason. Uh, look, neither are going to happen, but I think the Raiders have a real legitimate shot to make some noise in the postseason this year. This was a top 10 offense last year. The defense obviously needed help. What did they do? The Raiders went out and got Gus Bradley. The Raiders went out and, and got some safeties. The Raiders went out and spent some money on a pass rusher. The Raiders made the moves that on paper should elevate this defense. And then also offensively, they got better offensively as well. Adding Kenyon Drake, adding a guy to to compliment Josh Jacobs, bringing in John Brown. Mind you, John Brown is also wearing 15, which we know that Derek Carr has had tremendous success with guys wearing 15 dating all the way back to college with none other than Devontae Adams, who Derek Carr has said that he would buy a car for in 2022 to recruit him to the Raiders. And no, that's not tampering. Players can say whatever the hell they want. It's not like John Gruden saying, hey, we want to get Devontae. Now, if John Gruden said it, of course the league's going to come down with hellfire and brimstone to make sure that John Gruden pays every little 
bit of fine that he possibly can. But John's not saying nothing. He can talk through Derek all he wants. As long as Derek's saying the words, we're good. But I'm excited about this team. I'm excited for what this team can bring. And, and obviously, as training camp goes on, as preseason goes on, and we see more and more out of this team, we see more and more of the output of what this team can do, I think that, that brings more excitement because then we actually have something tangible to look at. Right now, we're looking at paper. We're looking at reports from training or from, from OTAs and from mini camps that guys in, in shorts and helmets look great. Well, yes, it's all fun and it's all great and it's wonderful to speculate, but at the end of the day, we want to see something tangible. And the Raiders have a true test at their home opener September 13th, which I will be there. I will be in Las Vegas September 13th. Um, and hopefully I'll be, you know, hanging out with you guys, celebrating a win and and raising my, you know, raising my glass or my shot glass or my beer, whatever it is in the air as we celebrate that first win with fans in the stadium. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But as we pivot out of Raider talking into, you know, some other serious things around the, around the league and around the nation, uh, I leave you with this. Like I said, Raider Nation. Drop five stars, hit that thumbs up, comment, and also make sure you stay tuned. So moving on, going to pivot away from, you know, Raider talk a little bit, talk, pivot away into some things that are going on. You know, obviously, you know, I, my podcast, I talk about real talk. I talk about stuff that's going on, not just, not just with the Raiders, not just, you know, around the NFL, but also what's going on in, in real life, what's going on in pop culture, what's going on in sports, what's going on in sports media. Uh, and there's been a lot going on in sports media recently. Uh, we had uh, audio recently surface of Rachel Nichols uh, talking about Maria Taylor, um, you know, basically speaking of her as a diversity token. And it's frustrating because we talk about diversity and inclusion and we talk about building each other up and, and having more diverse voices in sports, supporting women, supporting people of color, supporting, you know, all different, you know, genders and, and equality and, and doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is or, or anything like that. And we have Rachel Nichols making her comments about Maria Taylor and it, because Rachel Nichols was going to lose her final spot and it's frustrating. And then you have Rachel Nichols go on with a, with a half cocked apology. Um, and then everybody coming to her, you know, to her side and saying, Oh no, Rachel, I, I know she wouldn't do that. And she's, she's good, but we have her on camera or we have her on, on video and with, of her saying it or a recording of her saying it. And I think the, the biggest thing is the apology. It was, it was so half cocked and then the fake cry and, 
it was never sincere. And I think that that's the thing is sincerity has been taken out of a lot of things. And then today you have, so then you have Stephen A. Smith go on and talk about Shohei Otani being the face of the MLB and how he shouldn't be the face of the MLB because he would need a translator to speak. And it's just such a racially insensitive comment. And now with both Rachel Nichols and Stephen A. Smith, I'm not calling them racist. I'm not saying that they're racist. I don't think that because they've never, you know, they've never showed an inkling to, to be that, but it's ignorant, uninformed, misinformed comments, th things like that, that do not help people move ahead. It's things like that, that just, that hold people back. We talk about diversity and inclusion, right? But we fail on the inclusion portion of it. We talk about rising and lifting everybody up, and we're not doing that. We're bringing people down. Oh, he can't be this because he, he needs this. That, that has nothing to do with it. The face of something doesn't have to have words. It doesn't have to have a voice. And who cares if he needs an interpreter? You know, I put out a tweet and I said, you know, if they said that Stephen A couldn't be the, the face of ESPN because he's a black man, guess what? There'll be outrage. You know, if it's the same thing with Rachel Nichols. If they said that Rachel Nichols could be the, the, vo the face of, you know, of the NBA finals because she's a white woman, that, that's going to cause outrage. We got to stop this. I think that as a whole, as people, we got to stop this. And then to double down, I've seen Clay Baker talk about the ESPYs. And that, you know, go, what was it? Go woke, go broke. It's not about being woke, going broke. It's the fact that nobody knew that the SBs were wrong. I'm sorry, I didn't know. And I think that the other thing is people want to listen to and view content that's curated for them. They like what they want to see. People may, people may not want to see tons of stuff about every other sport. They just want to talk about football. They just want to talk about pop culture. They just want to talk about something. And that's why the beauty is with creators, they have the ability to create content for people. If you choose to watch, you choose to watch. If you choose to listen, you choose to listen. If you choose not to, guess what? There's something out there for somebody else. But I think that that's a problem now is so many people are, are fixed in the old ways thinking that there's only one thing that you can watch. You can only watch ESPN. You can't watch all the 2000 other channels. You can't watch YouTube. You can't listen to podcasts. You can't read this. You can't do that. You can't think for yourself because some people are stuck in their ways. I think that as a people, like I said, we got to do better. You know, we got to do better in, in our communications. We got to do better in our conversations. We got to do better in their thought processes. You know, Stephen A. Smith gets paid to spew words. He puts word salad out there. That's what he gets paid for. That's what he gets paid the big bucks is he creates controversy. Now, I remember when Stephen A. Smith wasn't a big controversy guy. He was about facts. He was about bringing information to the, to the forefront. I remember when I was a student, I was a junior at Temple University, and he came and spoke to one of my journalism classes. And dude was one of the coolest guys I've ever met, sat down, talked with me. We had a long conversation about, you know, about football, about sports, about getting into the industry and all these things. And, you know, he was a very humble person back then. This remember, mind you, I'm old. This was back in 2004. Things have changed, obviously, in the past 17 years. You know, things have changed. You know, money definitely does make a difference, but I'm not going to say that he's changed because of money. I'm saying he's changed because that's what ESPN wanted.
they like the controversy. When you look at reality shows, what do you usually see? You usually see, you know, the first season, it's something, it's something fresh, it's something new, it's something you've never seen before. After the first few seasons, they start curating that content for the drama that people want. Real world is a perfect example. The real world, the first couple of seasons, that shit was real. That was raw and uncut. And then as it got popular, as it grew in popularity, people started curating it and putting, you know, situations and putting people together and, and manipulating the content so that way it's sold. Controversy sells. Controversy sells. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. You know, that's one of the things that has always been. You know, we talk about, we talk about the NFL. Controversy sells in the NFL. You can tell me that the tuck rule doesn't sell. You tell me that, you know, the index card doesn't sell to, to certain fan bases and to, to the league. You know, you're telling me that, you know, look at the M, look at the N, look at the NBA. Okay. We look at Nick McKellar, the sons of four guy. This guy got famous off of Molly Wap and Edgar on camera. And now dude's got an NFT. He's selling shirts on Barstool. He's, he's doing parties. He's doing events. He's sitting courtside. He's got an autographed Devin Booker jersey. Because people like that drama. People like the drama that sells. And I'm not knocking dude's hustle. I'm not knocking anything. You live in the moment. You enjoy your 15 minutes because you never know when those 15 minutes are going to run up. But all I'm saying is, Whenever you see controversy, whenever you see something going on, just know that there's usually somebody behind it trying to sell it. That's it. I'll talk to y'all soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.